Welcome back to RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and this is part two of a three-part artist special. You were just listening to a great conversation with Zombie Raptor, but in part two, I sat down with Mattis Mal. So without further notice, this is part two, Horny Dudes Control the Market. I'm sitting with someone now you might know as the shitpost queen. That's right. It's Mattis Mal, a.k.a. Mao. How you doing? Hello, I'm good. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you about the life of an artist in the FGC. What, from your perspective, is the place of artists in the FGC? Um, I think artists are kind of important, you know, seeing as Street Fighter is such a character-based game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we make content around these characters, and people love these characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when we make things it resonates with people right like i just made this silly little comic at the request of shuckle you might know her she draws the funny little akumas yes and um it was a little comic about urian's disgusting throw range and people empathize with that and people like that and um i think artists in that way can convey something like that in ways that other content creators might not be able to and um might I don't be know, able to it, give a voice to some give, give a idea voice or to thought that concept. might be pervasive through the FGC. Yes, precisely. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um because these characters don't exist in reality, you know, it's up to artists to um maybe explore that character deeper or like you know, bring out a certain quirk you think they have. Because they're not actual people. You can't go out and meet Jury. You can't go out on the street and say hello to Guile. So other people have to bring out what's in those characters. And you can do that, like, for players. It's through their play style. And for artists, I guess it's just how we draw them. Yeah, that's a good point. Because really, even specifically in Street Fighter V, the story of the characters is really limited. Yeah, it's quite sparse. I think there was a lot more uh, character expression in Street Fighter Four. Mm-hmm. In in that regard, like when you did the arcade mode with a character, you had cool little like specially animated cutscenes with your character, and your character had like a rival cutscene, and they were all nicely animated and cute. That kind of exists in Street Fighter Five, but like the animations were. In- certainly not given as much love right. and the, the the general story mode is eh, <laughs> iffy at best you can you can say that it's pretty whack i've gone on record <laughs> saying that i think it's super bullshit look i i, st- I like it times because it was I like so bad it was good <laughs> yeah so bad mm, it was good that's how no, i felt uh, uh I don't know if it registers like the room level of so bad it's good for me. I don't know if it's quite, right. I don't know if it tracks that way, but I can kind of get behind that because it, it gave us such gems as, oh, you must be one of those muggers. Oh yeah, you a mugger. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the only time Alex shows up. Yeah, asking <laughs> if Dalton is a mugger. Lovely. Hmm. <laughs> Capcom's still being problematic in 2018. I love it. Yeah. Uh, And they'd find brand new ways to do awesome bullshit like that. Uh, Even though, I don't know, man, the story mode. Yeah. I'm going to go off on a slight tangent because I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but I remember the first time I played through it. uh, And after, I think it's the first or second fight, there's, there's a, like a good like 10 I want to say 10 minutes of cutscenes and within that 10 minutes there's at least two or three points where I think that a a fight could have happened or at least like could it there could have been a a part where the player plays and I was like wait a minute did I like press start too fast did I press I got like really confused and concerned of like wait a minute did I miss something and then I was like oh no this is just bad (laughs) damn I just had that moment of realization. I mean, of, like, I'm not saying, like, it's 
of any like actual good quality like something about it is endearing to me because it's like it's about as bad as like a saturday morning cartoon just like a really long one right Mm. that's kind of how i felt about it fair enough (laughs) and of course i've never touched it like since the first time i played it so like (laughs) this is me looking back into the brain fog of like two years ago when it came out so yeah to be clear me me as well so we're looking back on like the one and a half year actually no it has been like two years it's coming up on three year lifespan pretty good anyway so sorry about that little derision here to get back to the place to menards but you're right though that in something i guess i hadn't considered but it gives a little bit more life to these characters especially when you think about what uh what people look at these characters for since like the street fighter 2 era they're pretty pervasive in popular culture where a lot of other people and a lot of other artists have really taken liberties with uh, these characters and what they, you know, what their personalities are, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. So that's something unique that I think artists can do. And like artists can also um, not give personality, but like accentuate the personality of like players almost, I would say. Because, you know, mm-hmm. um, Richard Suno, I'm not sure if I've said his name right, but um, he does a lot of artwork like when when a player like wins a tournament he'll draw like a special piece of like them personifying their character or something and um stuff like that i think is pretty valuable i mean it's a nice thing to do for the person who won and i think it also helps everybody else kind of celebrate because they can retweet and all that yeah that's a good point the one he did for big bird was actually really did you see that piece that was when um he had Luigi, but he was Rashid, right? Yeah. And yeah. the Akuma Boo, yeah. I like that one a lot. That was really cute. Yeah, it was. The, uh, because uh, that was when Tokido was beaten by two Rashids. The yeah, Gachi-kun and Big Bird, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so, like that, though, as you're saying, that is very specifically... Uh, artists giving kind of a different life different take on a character based on like what happened in real life between real players uh, yeah accentuating the quote-unquote storyline of the fgc yeah yeah exactly very cool uh okay then uh what do you moving on to the next topic though uh speaking of art and what you think about the fgc art uh, do you think that work is sometimes undervalued within the FGC? Um, by people who might consume it? Sometimes, I, yeah. Like, in general, like, in the whole scope of things of being, like, an artist on social media in this age, trying to, like, make it, uh, like, art in general is greatly undervalued. But uh, mm. within the scope of the FGC specifically... I'd say it's slightly less so, like, I actually lately um, get a lot of people asking me if they can use my art, like, for their Twitter header or icon um, before they actually go and do that. So I think there is a slight shift going on where people are like, oh, this person kind of worked on this and I should give them credit or something, you know, or at least ask permission before I go and take this and use it, where, you know, back a couple of years ago, people didn't think twice about that kind of thing. Yeah, that's actually surprising for me to hear uh, you say that because that had always been my opinion that people would just take and use it because you're sharing it online because you want to, obviously you want to share your work online to get the the message out of your art. And I guess like to, to kind of gain a following, you have to do that. But at the same yeah. time, your art is just out there. Exactly. Um, it's it's out there and anybody can take it and they don't have to credit you or anything. But Yeah, which uh, happened over, a lot. Or is, do you yeah. still have to see that happening today? Is that still an issue? Well, yes, it's still a terribly pervasive issue. Like, uh, okay. repost accounts are uh, a blight upon, you know, an artist's life. Like, So what exactly is a repost account? A repost account is, like, an account that maybe has a certain aesthetic, like, uh, it's like a curation of works that all have a sort of theme or kind of fit together. And basically, like, this person curating this account, like, they can account for their own taste and that people also want to 
see that sort of similar thing over and over again. But when they repost these things in their little collection, their little museum, rarely if ever do they give credit, and oftentimes these posts take off, right? And all these likes and all these retweets uh, are not helping the original artist whatsoever because there's no name attached to it more often than not. Either there's no name attached to it or like there was a signature and it's been scrubbed because somebody has no life and wants to get likes and retweets for internet points as a substitute for like an actual talent or a hobby, right? So we don't like repost accounts. Don't follow them. If you see something from a repost account that you like, um, you might try to seek out the source and then appropriately give credit and then, you know, give the finger of shame to the repost account. Reverse image search is a, yes, is a reverse thing image search. <laughs> that is a thing you can do. Sometimes um, it doesn't always work. So, like, hmm. in the event, like, something can't be found through reverse image search, like, the source can't be found, like, there's nothing much that can be done about that unless you, like, really want to dig. Mm-hmm. But the general sentiment here is that repost accounts that do not source or link back are bad. If they source and link back, that's fine. It's acceptable. It's, it gets the message out there while sending anybody who might be interested in more of the same content back to the creator. Yeah. I've seen some pretty egregious stuff myself. Specifically what you said about taking off whatever... Uh, like watermarks you might have of yeah. like either blurring them out which is like why the fuck would someone even do that <laughs> i know like I, I i personally can't even put myself in the mindset of someone who is trying to do that it kind of blows my mind that, like it, it is mind-blowing um i don't know it's just people who have nothing better to do with their lives like so devoid and empty of joy that you have to like actually steal something <laughs> that somebody put heart and soul into and claim it as your own i don't know that that kind of shit is just like pathetic get a hobby try to do something with your life instead of being miserable i don't know so do you think that that in some way hurts your bottom line as an artist like people like taking like, not my shit specifically. I'm sure somebody has reposted my art somewhere, but, like, mm -hmm. it does hurt the bottom lines of artists. Like, I, it, it is genuinely harmful. Okay, well, let me, I guess, dig into that part a little bit. Uh, I guess something for, that would be good to get out of the way for you to explain, but what... As an artist in the FGC, is, do you have a specific goal? Uh, do you is it even in your like in view for you to have to be financially supported by your art? Um, do you have any pursuit of financial goals you know, through your art, or are you just this is just something that you do for fun? Um. Oh goodness, I'm not really sure of myself, honestly. Yeah, um, sorry about this. Like life. <laughs> hey, hey, what's your plans for life? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. What you um, thinking about I, in five years? Jeez, <laughs> uh, boss, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what's what's I, your ten-year look ahead look like? <laughs> I really like drawing. Like it's it's a lot of fun and it makes me happy. Um, I'm not currently like financially supported by like art that I do in my free time, like art that I like to do. Like I make art every day. Like I work at a sign company and I design signs. So like that's more graphic design than anything though. I don't really I don't do a lot of illustration for that job because um well I just don't I guess. It's part of your career um, to put signs together. Yeah, it's part of my career to like make a an appealing design. Right. <laughs> um and that financially supports me, but it's not hardly at all related to, like, the work I post on Twitter. Right. And and that's where I get most of my joy, like, drawing silly drawings, drawing, drawing Street Fighter characters and all that. Um, no one's asking you at work to draw shitty Kirby drawings? No! God, I really don't know why, because I think I'm quite good at it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> uh, let me ask you this then uh, do you take commissions for your artwork um, or have I you in the past like... 
<laughs> I have taken commissions and like I do, but like incredibly circumstantially, you know. Um, is that a? Is there a reason for that? I don't enjoy drawing things that I don't want to draw. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like I want to draw Street Fighter characters. I want to draw Yuri, and I want to draw Kuma and like Yang and Makoto. I like those characters. I'll draw that for you all day if that's what you want. If you want me to draw a picture of Jury or Chun Li, anybody from Street Fighter, except maybe Abigail. I'll probably do it. You don't like the Abigail aesthetic? Um, no. He's two Ken's not... tall. How can you deny? <laughs> My big beefy boy, he's two Ken's tall. I don't like any character that's taller than Yuri, and honestly, it's emasculating, <laughs> isn't it? He's quite tall, though, so that's there's not a, a, a lot who fall under. Sagat that. is taller than, uh, than Yuri. And, you don't like Sagat? And, you know... It's nothing personal with Sagat. He's just. I mean, you are saying this into a microphone. This is going on the record. <laughs> People will have this forever of you saying that you he don't like. You just need to shave a couple inches off him. Wow. Okay. okay. Nothing personal. He's just taller than Urian, and that was his mistake. Like. <laughs> that's on him. That's yeah, that's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, back, back to the point, though. So it, that does make sense that taking commissions for things that you don't have you taken commissions for things you don't like to draw and what was that experience like i have i've like just because you know you need money sometimes and uh mm. not always had like uh, a stable job so you gotta you know supplement your income somehow um i like taking uh commissions to draw like people's original characters right and that's always a toss-up, because some people have really great OC designs, right? Some mm. people not so much, and it's like, yeah, I'll draw this, but I'm not going to have fun doing it. <laughs> mm. And the thing is, I always, when I get paid to draw something, I always want it to be my best work possible, because you're giving me money for it. So, like, I want it to be really good, which means I'm going to spend a decent amount of time on it, which means I'm going to spend a decent amount of time looking at your DeviantArt OC that you made 10 years ago. You feel, you feel me? <laughs> I do. I do. Because I feel like there's there's that end of it that people don't seem to understand how long good art can take. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like... To, to that end, let me maybe pry that. And this is maybe more of a, I don't know if there is an answer to this, but do you think that people, on the whole, uh, let's just say like from a mass number of people, are do you think they're able to tell what makes good art from bad art? Uh, nope. <laughs> you think that like, uh, let's say a, a piece that you've put 20 hours into of research, coloring, line work, all that stuff versus something that you've made in two hours? Um, like, oh, it's, it's difficult to say because it depends on the piece, honestly. Um, some pieces just have that spark to them, you know? Hmm. They have, you picked a good composition, you picked a good color palette, you know, you picked the right subject. What makes a piece take off in the eyes of, like, you know, mass amounts of people, you know, laymen who might not, like, actually know what goes into art, might not, might not understand the fine intricacies of art, let's say, right? right? Um, some pieces just, you have a perfect storm and you might not have carefully crafted it or curated it, uh, you know, all the things you put into it. Um, and that might be your, like, five-minute sketch that isn't very good, but you happen to capture a certain essence that people like. Mm -hmm. And then you might have a piece that you, you know, you spent 10 hours on and you thought about very carefully, but it just doesn't have those same elements. I think that you can, like, take what works and refine it and, like, get, get a formula, if you will. Like, I won't name any artists, but there are artists who know their formula, and they just make hit pieces all the time. Piece after piece that, after piece that get, like, 1K likes and stuff like that. Hmm. So there is an aspect of it that can 
you can get the essence of the like 3.5k likes and retweets piece. You can boil that down and bring it to the next one. Is that something that you ever find yourself chasing after? Um, not. Are you in it for the likes and retweets? Um, not necessarily. Like, I enjoy them. They make me happy, and it makes me happy that people are enjoying my artwork. Like, Mm -hmm. my silly little comic that I made featuring Yuri and Akuma that we discussed earlier with his throw range, Mm -hmm. uh, that got a decent amount of traction, and it's no great feat of artistry, you know? Right. It's like, they're flat colors, flat lines, There's there was no thought put into, like, composition or anything, right? But it's the idea that carries it, and, you know, it's a funny, right? People like funny. It's a goof. It is a goof, and people enjoy the goof, and I'm not, I'm not mad that that piece has 3k likes, and, like, my, uh, let's say, my little cami witch drawing that it doesn't have 1k likes, you know? Hmm. That, that does not bother me, because I understand what's gone into it. Hmm. And I understand why people, you know, want to retweet that one more than they might want to retweet my cami. Like, my cami, it's a sort of, like, it's a niche thing. It's a Street Fighter character who I, like, threw a witch costume on, and you can only kind of tell it's cami because she has, like, pigtails-ish and a scar like I even modified the pigtails a lot for the braids like they're very thick and shorter than they are in the game and they have a ribbon in them so it's like it's almost tangentially cami but the piece itself I'm quite happy with. It was something and you cared a lot about. It's something I cared a lot about yeah I, I spent a decent amount of time on it and I thought I thought it was a cute idea I wanted to draw cami holding a little kitty I thought that'd be adorable and you know, even if that piece had gotten like fifty likes or something, it wouldn't it wouldn't have made me think, oh, this is a bad piece. You know, it just mm-hmm. makes me think, well, maybe it's not something that necessarily has the elements that make people want to retweet something. Like there are guarantees guaranteed ways to boost likes and retweets on any piece of art. Listen to me. Listen to me, watch. Here's your Listen artist artist advice on Yes, how artist advice from Mattis Mao. Max yes, CPM how? from Mattis Mal. Yes. Optimize that shit. Here's how. <laughs> Color. Like, you as an artist might think, oh, this looks way better in black and white. I think that to myself all the damn time. Things just look better in black and white. Normal people do not agree. Normal people love color. They like mm. the bright, flashy, saturated reds and pinks and shit. Throw that on there. Color your piece. If you want likes and you don't care, just color the piece. Just do it. Use the local colors. Try to, like, no, no, slap a filter on it. Make it look nice. People love that shit. Um, what else? Oversaturated oh. color. Something that'll just make you sick looking at it. Some that pops. Some when you're scrolling down the timeline, you be like, oh, shit, what are those colors? And you look at them, and you're like, oh, wow, that's art. That'll get you likes. And <laughs> boobs. You need to put boobs wait. in your art. I wait. I like the idea of someone scrolling down their time like, wow, that's an art. <laughs> just because of yeah. the, they saw a pink that was overly saturated. They just went, oh, yes. wow. It's just art. what it does. It's just human natures. People see brightly colored things and it's like, oh, shit, I got to look at that. That's what you have to do. And like, if you, you have those bright colors, right? So have those bright colors on a big, busty anime girl. Mm, big, so tell me your opinions on that big anime titties. Are they good? Uh, if you like them, and that's your jam, roll with it, dog. I won't stop you. Just you're not trying to know. yuck someone's yum here. I don't think. No, I'm not trying to yuck that. someone's yum. But <laughs> if you retweet a bunch of anime titties, I'm gonna turn off your retweets. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, like you draw, you draw a big tittied girl, you will get likes, and like it does not does not matter how good your art is. It does not matter. Absolutely not. If you put big boobs on it, likes instantly. Like, if you're drawing muscle men like me, if you're drawing Yuri and the Nakuma, stop. Start drawing Juri and Chun-Li and Kami and put bright colors on them and make sure their boobs and butts are right in the camera. Free likes. Free retweets. All day. Mm. That's the end of Mao's artist tip hour. Oversaturation 
big anime titties. Okay, I think yeah. I see. Okay, that's um, that's quite the advice for the the budding artist out there who yep. wants to get that um, that max CPM. I get it. Yep, yep. That's it. what you that's what you do now. If you're like me and you don't want to draw titties, you don't have. To. So <laughs> I've seen. I've seen recently that you've kind of expanded what you are selling though you've gone outside of uh, taking commissions and I saw this is like fairly recently you're in the sticker game uh, <laughs> I'm not really in the sticker game you're you're a sticker salesman sort of <laughs> stickersman <laughs> slightly uh, <laughs> I mean I know that this is fairly new but I kind of like the idea uh-huh uh, what was the what was the the thought behind that? Well, like I made my stupid dumb comic, right, and my my silly little drawing of Yuri with his eyes bugging out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny, and I was like, I want a sticker of this for myself to put on something. And so, I, like, I went on Redbubble and I made a sticker, and I was like, Oh shit, I can like let other people buy this too. Other so people then I, could have this sticker. <laughs> yeah. And because, like, I wasn't about to go to, like, a sticker website, like, a die-cut sticker website and spend $100 getting, you know, 100 stickers cut out, right? I just wanted one sticker for me. That's why it's on Red Redbubble. I, yeah, I definitely understand that. As someone who has moved a lot of merch I don't want any overhead. As someone who like also yeah. has a regular job, I get it. Yeah, I Overhead just wanted one sticker. Nightmare. Yes, precisely. <laughs> you just want just the one sticker. sticker. That's all. Yeah, and it's like if you want one too, you can have one. That's because that's, that's how like on demand is, you know. As well as like I might as well. <laughs> right. At that point, it's it's a, like it's a why not. It's only missed, like, it costs me nothing to say, here, you can buy this sticker if you want. <laughs> All it costs me is, like, there's, like, an extra thick white border around the stickers that I can't do anything about because it right. is print-on-demand. Like, if I wanted to make the stickers a little nicer, I would have to actually pay money, but I don't want to, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that is the trouble with things that are print-on-demand, is that you don't really have a very good like quality control over them no you have no degree of control just like well we'll see how this looks yeah i know i just recently had two two bad experiences with that that are not going to go public because of it oh, oh unfortunately okay. oh, fat asses have might have dropped Whoa. out we'll see oh. oh i know i was very excited about the fat asses but that, des- that design might be out the window because of quality control. But anyway, you've got your cute little Urian stickers out there. People can, I might actually share that in the, in the links in, down below. So please uh, give that to me after we're done talking so I can put it in the show notes for people who also want the, uh, the cute little Urian. <laughs> okay, got it. There's an Akuma too. I guess. He's, he's very angry. <laughs> yes, the angry Akuma. So... Uh, this question, I didn't, I didn't prep you on this, but I kind of want to swerve in another direction, uh, specifically with the recent Capcom Connects. It's the huh. show that uh, Capcom US is up to, uh, that they've been going over what's been going on in the CPT every week to week, and also been doing like uh, exhibition matches between top players. Uh, but specifically something that they've been doing is sharing art uh, from the community and cosplay. Uh, what's your what's your take on Capcom as a company getting behind uh, people like yourself? Um, I think that's wonderful. Like my my art's been featured on there like every week. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I I think it's. Great! It's amazing. It's a great way to connect with their uh, with their fans. Have I you mean, seen like much uh, like any difference in your in your following from it? Have you seen a difference in in numbers on your end? Um, not really. <laughs> but oh. I, it's I mean, it's kind of that. Uh, what's that thingy? 
there's like a ratio or something of like people who will see a thing, people who will click on a thing, and then people who are like buy a thing, right? It's kind of that sort of return, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that is true. It's the amount of exposure that like trickles down into returns, right? Right. Like if I posted a shirt I wanted to sell and I have a 3k following and then like 20k like no, not 20k, but 20 people look at the shirt, um five people put the shirt in their cart and one person actually buys it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that thing with Capcom Connect. Like uh last time I watched I think there was about 1000 people watching when they did the art segment and mm-hmm. like, you know, 1000 people might be watching, maybe like uh like they're busy being engaged, right? Right. They might not actually go out of their way to go and look. It would take effort on their part to leave what they're watching. Yes. Type in the Twitter account that they see, which is listed when they show the art. Yeah. And then continue down that path. Precisely. And so, like, I I'm, don't feel like uh, that's, like, I don't know. I'm not terribly concerned that I'm not getting mass amounts of followers from that. That doesn't bother me. Like, it no, just makes no, me happy no, yeah. that um, Capcom is uh, supporting, like, their own fan base. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's one of those things where when I saw them do it, I immediately was like, why haven't they been doing this for years? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, there's, kinda... there's so many people who, like yourself, just like the like these characters who <laughs> yeah, like, they like imparting the their like own characters. like feel into the uh, like we talked uh, at the start of uh, when we started recording was just people like to express themselves through art through these characters and it's it's yeah. kind of buck wild that it's taken them this long to at least yeah. acknowledge it but still I mean, at least them. they're doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it almost reminds me of like back in the days of like magazines, right? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> like when you we, had when Nintendo you're saying this, shit. I am tracking right with you like a <laughs> Nintendo power when people could yeah. write in with their here's my very bad picture of a Mario. And it's like, oh, yeah. Right? And they put it there and be like, hey, you guys, check out this really bad picture of a Mario. This guy really loves Mario. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Yeah, that, that was the front of the magazine now. right there. <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. Like, I really appreciate that Capcom is engaging the community like this. It's a, it's a great thing to do. And now, um, goodness, if they could somehow translate the exposure to more, um, convert that into more returns for the original artist, that would be nice. But I'm not sure how they would do that. Still, it's an incredibly nice thing that they're doing, and uh, I think it, it it's in their best interest to keep doing it because, you know, the fans appreciate it and other people like seeing more content from their favorite game. Well, to it that, just makes, I'll makes actually feel say like the company cares. It wasn't on the last Capcom Connect they announced a there was a contest. Oh, yeah, I did see that on Twitter earlier. You have to, but you have to submit your art to it. I don't exactly know what the... I'm not going to go into it and look, look into it now, but for any artists out there, look up Capcom Connect Art Contest. You might have like only a couple more days to do it, but I think that there's like... I don't. Could it be cash? I think he went yeah. a Chun-Li figure. Oh, uh, okay. There's, yeah, there's some... Yeah, Chun-Li in her battle costume. Okay, there's some amount of like kickback from that but which also that's also very cool it, it might not be something that you or any other other person listening might want but at the same time it's like here's a little bit of incentive just to like mm, submit some yeah. art that you might already have done yeah all right well yeah sorry for that little little sidetrack <laughs> just something that has been kind of happening very recently they're only on episode like four this week it's only been going for like four weeks but it's every time i see it i'm like oh yeah they're like supporting people who like give a fuck about the thing that they make that's cool that <laughs> yeah doing it's really it. nice it's really nice okay so one of the last questions i have here is that a user suggested on our Street Fighter, that Capcom should hold a costume design contest. Um, <laughs> what's your take on that idea? Um, 
That would be really someone cool. Could, someone like artists submit their designs, and then Capcom takes that, and then that costume becomes available to purchase. Oh man, that would be cool. But like at the same time, you know, whenever you say something like a contest that gets put into the game, you get droves and droves of people saying, "Pay the artist." <laughs> And to a degree, I agree with that. Like, people uh, see that sort of thing. What was it? Um, what game happened at E3? And it was like it, Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, Beyond Good and Evil. Um, yeah. Uh, and they were like, you can do stuff and we'll put it in the game. And people were like, boo, no, pay us. And like, that's absolutely fair. I agree with that. Like, that's kind of a shitty practice. Yeah. But. Uh, in regards to like such a niche thing such as Street Fighter Five, um, yeah, they had JGL out there walking out to say, "Hey, we uh, artists can just do it, like, and submit their stuff, and yeah, we'll do work it. for us for free." No. <laughs> well, to be clear, though, uh, just to clarify that, he was on Twitter after that announcement and said, "Yes, we will pay these people." Oh. That's nice. Yeah, the, that was something I, that like that company had been doing, and there had there was I don't know what the the percentage works out to be for the artist, of course, but that was something yeah. that he did. He was like, "Oh, whoa, 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 uh, yes, like Twitter before you blow up." <laughs> um, <laughs> so shout outs to JGL out there, but I'm sorry, you were saying. Fair enough. Still don't quite agree with the practice of like doing work for maybe money. <laughs> For maybe, like, yeah, it's, that's it's that's all, also it's true. For maybe to, money, yeah. for maybe money, like you're working for maybe money, like you might not get a return on the hours you spend drawing your thing for Beyond Good and Evil. However, however, mm-hmm. uh, with the costume contest, people are going to get mad and say that you know Capcom is exploiting artists. But it's like the thing about making a costume, like having a costume contest for a character, is like people who who will design costumes, um, like. They love the characters, and right. I will say, um, uh, I designed a, a golf outfit for Yuri, and you may know of this. I have seen. Um, yes, so I've had my design, and I've actually been working on a little, like, s- sort of, uh, like, promotional, like, image series where yeah, I took yeah, screen you're te- caps. you're teasing it a little bit, aren't you? Yes, just, just a little bit, just a little bit, um, and it's going to show off the costume and tell you where you can get it. Um, but, like, you see, I liked that idea for my golf hearing so much that I was compelled to give somebody <laughs> money so that it could be real and in the game. <laughs> right? <Fair enough>. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, for Capcom to hold a contest, and they would, like, take your design and say, they, oh, we like this, we'll put this in the game and do it for free and give that to a character that you love like that doesn't bother me i think that's wonderful we could get a lot of good costumes out of it because like oh some of the costumes that have been coming out lately for this game are like why god this costume is so dumb (laughs) all these costumes are made for horny dudes on the internet where the fuck are the costumes for the dudes, where are the male swimsuit costumes? We got horny ladies. Where are out the there? costumes for like half the cast? Yeah, oh, why? definitely. Yeah. Why does one percent of the cast hold ninety nine percent of the costumes? Why Cammy? Why Chun Li? Why can't it be like the olden days where they give everybody a costume? I think that they ran the numbers on that and just saw they weren't selling as well. I know, and it's awful, and Comes I down hate... To a... <laughs> I hate... I hate capitalism. <laughs> no, I hate how horny dudes control the market! <laughs> I, I hate the market because... I don't hate the market, I hate that it's just controlled by horny dudes. Yes. <laughs> That's... Why can't it be controlled by me? <laughs> All right, so all the horny <laughs> ladies out there got to put the money where me your and pus- Shuckle and where Tay. We all uh, gonna give you good costumes, man. I don't edit this podcast, but I might edit edit out. Put the money where the pussy is. I might <laughs> no, do that. Leave it. <laughs> leave it. <laughs> it needed to be said. <laughs> you hear me, Capcom? 
right. let, let us let us horny girls express ourselves through our costume choices, okay? If you're gonna give Cammy that Fiona costume with that Easter egg code, fuck you. Very true, because the Easter egg codes for a lot of Yarian, for example, great Easter egg code. Yes, yeah, lovely, wonderful, it's great. It's Although, fantastic. like, when your character like comes out the gate with a nearly nude costume, suddenly it's not about how much you can see. Mm. It's about how much you don't see. That you is, feel me. That, I, I do, I absolutely do, because that's kind of a whole other conversation of, like, nudity isn't necessarily sexualization. Right, right, right. Get me, get me. Like, Urian is way hotter if you just take off the jacket and leave the shirt on, and it's halfway unbuttoned. Boy, howdy. Please, God, let that be a thing. Yeah, you just want the implication. Yes, like, that's way better than Urian walking around basically nude. Yeah. Way better. Very true. I I would agree with you. I think that that's, like, quote-unquote sexier. Uh, the versus... suit made this character ten times better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ten times. In agreement. 100%. Good. He's a classy gentleman. Yes. I would love to drink a 16-year-old scotch with Urian. I'd love to do that. I'd love to shoot like 18 that. rounds with my boy. <laughs> Don't beat him, though. Do not. <laughs> Yeah, I would not want to be Urian at golf. You might regret that. (laughs) Yeah, he seems like the kind of person who could hold a grudge. Mm, Yes, (laughs) he can also afford lots and lots of golf clubs. If you know what I'm saying, Uh, I know where that snap that shit over your head. Where that nine iron's going? Uh, (laughs) Okay, Uh, no, but I think that that basically. Uh, covers everything I want to talk about within the the art world of the FGC. Unless there is anything in particular that you would like to share, um, I don't know. Keep, keep an eye out for that golf hearing mod. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and wait. Also in the works is a vacation Urian mod. You might have seen that on my stream if you ever watch my silly streams. Hmm. It's in the works. Urian's got like like a Hawaiian print. Uh, what do you call it? Shirt on. You know, the button-down shirt, but it's open. He's got mm-hmm. flippy floppies. He's got sunglasses and a lay on his neck. It's all good stuff. He's doing a Hawaiian, the whole Hawaiian vacation. Yeah, man. He's like, he needs time to chill too, man. He's gotta go on vacation. He's too stressed He's, out. I know, he is way too stressed out. God, like smoke a cigarette or something, man. Uh, I guess to that <laughs> Don't end, that give actually, me ideas. That actually opens up a line of questioning uh, now that you bring it up. But okay. you stream. Uh, you stream yourself uh, doing art? No, I stream myself playing Street Fighter. Oh, okay. Uh, have you considered streaming yourself doing art? I've seen a couple other people do that. Uh, I don't think anyone that is has been interviewed for this particular podcast has been streaming their art, but is that like, have you thought about that at all? It's a very common thing. Like so many artists do that, but like, I issues with that. Is there, is that difficult? It's not difficult. I mean, like, it's like performing on stage. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not really something I like to do. (laughs) Um, I used to stream art, like, back in the olden days, you know, uh, not so much these days. I just don't like turning my art into a performance. I like to be on my own, listen to the same song on repeat for two hours, just be by myself, <laughs> drawing my silly drawings. I think I'm sure people would with, love to watch, but... I think that tracks with a lot of what you've been saying, where it's just <laughs> something that you enjoy and that you want to do, and anything that might detract from that... Uh, get it out yeah right like i might stream with some art buddies or something some very close friends i might stream too but Mm. it's not really like i'm not opening up mao's art theater watch watch her draw and redraw the same thing 50 times and listening to fucking mario's rainbow castle from mario party one on repeat for half an hour let's not do that (laughs) 
that's the zone you go to. <laughs> that's somewhat revealing, but I enjoy yeah. it. I, I'm, I support that. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's where I go, man. <laughs> that's the mind space you have to enter to get uh, the art that you make. All right. I get it. I track yeah. with that. Just whenever you see my next hit piece, just realize I was listening to Mario Party 1's Mario's Rainbow Castle track for 30 minutes on end, maybe on repeat. All right. Well, with that, thank you very much for taking the time. But before you go, I have to ask you a line of questioning. It's a line of questioning I ask everyone who shows up on the show for the first time. Uh, it is a two-part question. And it goes as such. Uh, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Hmm. My favorite normal attack in any fighting game. Could be well, any fighting. Have... Not even has to, it doesn't even have to be Street Fighter related. It doesn't have to be Street Fighter in any game? Oh, goodness. I don't know. There are so many cool looking moves. Ah, oh, shit. You can name a couple. And in a couple, you know, um, in Dragon Ball Fighters Z, mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, there's Nappa, and nobody plays him, but mm -hmm. he does this cool thing where he like, he like knocks you down or some shit, and then he like raises his arm up, and he has just his two fingers up. I like that move. I don't know what it's called, and I don't know in what instance he does that, but it's really awesome. I wish you could see me. I'm doing the move right now. <laughs> the the hand is up with the two fingers. Yes, somebody's gonna know what I'm talking about. I think I didn't. I think that might be his his auto combo. Is it? Because it's like it's his launcher. Yeah, I think. it launches. I, I believe that's yeah, his yeah, auto yeah. combo that goes. I don't know yeah, why I that do know which, so it goes cool. up. It is specific. It is very up. It, it is, is up. <laughs> it is up in yeah in the way that like a Daniel Bryan's yes is. If yeah. if anyone else who watches wrestling can track with that, it's very upward <laughs> dimension no that's cool i'm i would agree with that that's a very cool looking yes this is a cool looking move now uh, I, I also like um just one other move i like urian's um charged stand roundhouse because it doubles as a taunt you see when you press it he just goes like if you just press it lightly he goes Wah! you know he's just mm -hmm. like making a noise but when you hold it he says imbecile and so you can just sit back there and keep pressing that button and call your opponent an idiot. I didn't realize fun. that. I didn't realize there was an audio component to the back hard kick. Oh, oh no, not back, not back. It's charged stand round house. Oh, yeah, charged stand round house. Yeah. They, hmm. and it's it, basically yeah. a third taunt. The first being his actual taunt, the second being savor it, and the third being the charged stand round house. That charged stand round house, that's something that every time I see it, I'm like, oh, he's charging the move. Better crouch block. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I think I know that. the picture. <laughs> yeah, I've you know what I'm talking about. Was that you who made that? Because no, whoever, I whoever made that was spot on. I know. I don't know who made that. I wish I could know, but it was not me. Yeah, just for those listening, there's an image out there of of Yurian charging his, and it's very it's a very crude like comic uh, of Yurian charging the, the, the stand hard kick, and then the opponent being like, "Ooh, a move, better crouch block." Then yep. oh, fuck my life. It's an overhead. <laughs> it's clearly an overhead. But you forget every time because it's not always an overhead. No. Nope. He has to charge it for the overhead. Yeah. Uh, okay, good answers. I like it. Uh, to an extension of that question, though, here comes the part two. What is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Oh, combo in any fighting game. Oh, man. I don't know. That's hard. Combo, like, there's so many combos. There's, like, so many cool Aegis setups. With yeah, and... with Aegis setups in particular, it's kind <laughs> of unlimited. Are it's you... kind of unlimited, but you know, honestly, there's like there's a combo that I just like doing in Street Fighter Five, mm -hmm. and um, it's uh, it's a Urian combo, obviously. So you do um, forward heavy punch, um, counter hit, and if you get a counter hit, you can combo into a target combo, which is light punch and medium punch and then cancel that into tackle 
And it's just, it, it's very satisfying to do. Hmm. Does, um, it gets a you, knockdown. It gets a hard knockdown, so it's got right. good Oki. Let me ask you this, specifically with that combo. Does, is it overhead only, or it, or can it be no. from the forward medium punch, forward hard punch? No, it's um, it's not the overhead combo. Has um, to be... It's the other target combo. No, no, no. The, not um, not the starter of this. Does the overhead no. from the target combo have the same frame data as just the overhead? Uh, I'm the wrong person to ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I I just play this game. I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I do understand frame data. Don't get me wrong. I just I don't know it off the top of my I, head like that. No, I believe it does. I believe it does because then I think it does. It'll put you at plus two on a hit. So if it's counter hit, you'll be plus four, which then you can link that stand light punch and you'll be good. I think so. Yeah, but no, the that's... instances, the why why that combo is so so good. I mean, it might not be optimal, but like forward. Urian's forward medium punch is like one of his easiest meaties and like he's kind of far away and it moves him forward so people just kind of like if they see you at that distance where you're going to use it they kind of want to press a jab right mm -hmm. so you get that free counter hit and then you get the um god I don't remember what that target combo is called I don't, right? I don't remember any of the target it's, combo names it's like called dangerous something right all of Urian's things are dangerous or violent <laughs> Violent target combo. No, because like you know Danger his knee drop. No, you're right. Yeah, violent knee. Yeah, violent knee drop. He just adds violence to it. <laughs> like he's violent not, and dangerous. You're not wrong. The guy is very one note. Like he would probably love '80s action movies. He's the kind of guy who's just like all about that shit. I'm sure. You're making me love him more. <laughs> he just need. <laughs> uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but good answers. Good answers all around. Yeah, thank um, you. Thank you. Uh, and again, want to thank you for taking the time out of your day. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, you can find me mostly on Twitter. I have a terrible addiction. At uh, MaddestMau. And uh, if you want to see my art without all the talking about stupid things... You can go to maddestmau.tumblr.com. All right. Thank you. Thanks again. No problemo.